0: Again, here's the first six months of habits that we actually have people do in our coaching program. And I'm going to give the disclaimer here. You're going to look at this and you're going to go, this isn't anything earth shattering. Come on, really? I paid to come to a seminar to learn this? Remember the photos. Remember these are like hard to reach clients who are losing a hundred pounds in six months. And the photos I showed you, I showed you maybe like a dozen. I could spend the rest of the day going through before and after transformations from our program like that. Jason Langsdorf, who's in here, he had a great quote for this. The leading program is like the only program I've ever seen where you could say results are typical, rather than the disclaimer at the bottom. So anyway, here's the habit. So habit number one is take fish oil and a multivitamin. We start there. You can imagine the dismay of some clients who pay a bunch of money, do this program, They're like it's going to change my life. It's wicked. We're going to change everything. Let's see. we're going to hit the ground running. And I'm like, okay, for the first two weeks, two weeks, we're gonna do a multivitamin and fish oil. Like this is bullshit, this is never gonna work. (laughs) So why do we start with fish oil and a multivitamin? Any ideas? It's easy, great idea. What else? Anti-inflammatory effects of the the omega-3s, sure. It's an insurance policy. I think I know what you mean by that. Most clients are coming deficient in a bunch of minerals, vitamins, and omega-3s. And if we fix that right out of the gate, We can really hit the ground running there's another thing the fish oil and the dose that we give it there's some data to suggest that it impacts motivation centers in the brain if i have a new client who's a little scared whether they can do this maybe not as motivated maybe just feeling shitty all the time that's why they started a fitness program and we can actually impact motivation centers in the brain to increase their motivation in addition to fixing nutrient deficiencies and all this other kind of stuff right out of the gate I think we have a better chance of success. So it's easy, we can build up a positive momentum, we can fix some deficiencies right out of the gate. The dose we use shows increased fat loss right out of the gate as well, so you get motivation, fat loss, easy. I love it as a first habit. The dose is about one gram per percent body fat up to 30. So no one takes more than 30 grams, but anyone under 30% body fat gets their Body fat percentage in grams of fish oil. Your 20% body fat, you get 20 grams. Your 10%, you get 10. This is pretty straightforward that way. This is another hand, another question? The question was: what do we do if there's a failure to comply with the habit? Do we hang out there? Do we change it? What do we do? It kind of depends on the individual, but generally the idea is we're going to make it easier and hang out there till you get it. Make it easier and hang out there till you get it. And usually we like to see people get a string of about one week. Of successful yes I did the habits or two weeks of successful yes I did the habits and the way we do it again is simply we can track it all online so the people just knock it out they get a green check mark if they do it and they get a red X if they don't so we can check in on that no problem it's, they're very accountable go ahead question back there these are our starting points this is the exact wording that we use when we introduce each new habit so the first one was fish oil and a multi the next one was Slow down your eating. That's actually the exact wording, but remember, each day they get a lesson that goes along with the habits. And this is another point. During the two weeks that we introduce a new habit, every lesson has only to do with that habit. We're not teaching them anything else outside the scope of practicing that habit you get it it's so easy to get confused especially your people who like read fitness websites and magazines and watch fitness stuff on TV right you guys are annoyed as hell by this stuff they come in they're like yeah I just heard the other day about whatever and you're like oh god okay I'm gonna have to talk about this now the truth is no you're not gonna have to talk about this at all we actually ask our people to go on a fitness media fast so we ask them while you're doing this we want you to fast on your fitness media don't read any magazines don't go to any other sites whatever the habit and the lessons go hand in hand. With slow down your eating, we teach people how slow we want them to eat. The first exercise, you're gonna think this is goofy, but it's awesome, we ask them to take 10 raisins, 10 raisins, put them out on a table, and take 10 minutes to eat them. This is excruciating for some of your clients. Why do we ask them to slow down their eating? Any ideas? Cool. We got a physiology mind right there, nice one up here we got a a GI mind right here so he's thinking like okay and and you guys probably know this but satiety fullness kicks in after about 15 or 20 minutes you sit down to a meal no one wants to leave that meal until they're reasonably full but it takes 20 minutes to actually feel the signals that say I'm full do you see the problem here I can eat a hell of a lot of food in 20 minutes (laughs) okay unless I do what slow down this is a calorie control strategy you can control your calories a lot better when you wait to figure out if you feel full or not because if you just keep eating you can get a lot of calories in before you get that first signal go ahead no 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 no. the raisin drill is just once yeah yeah it's just once it's excruciating because most people eat really fast they barely chew their food and they rip through meals very quickly. They don't even know what food tastes like in many cases because it's too fast. A couple chews and a gulp and it's gone. We have a whole community, a forum, that people chat in our programs. And they're like, man, it was amazing. I never even knew raisins tasted like that. (laughs) You know? Like normally I'll just be like, oh, you know? And it's kind of sweet, but then I need more. And they're like, wow, I, was, I actually felt satisfied after 10 raisins. Or, wait, they're just kind of differently chewy than I expected them to be. It just starts the process of self-awareness, which is critical. Because a lot of your clients are coming to you because they don't love fitness. And they've never identified with their body and the signals that it gives them. So we're starting by asking them to just think about this stuff. Slow down your eating is a great calorie control strategy and a self-awareness strategy, and it comes next because it works. Where's the how much protein per percent body weight and lean body mass is what they're asking for, but this fixes a lot more problems than that. Go ahead. We don't do pills. We do liquid. The question was 30 grams of fish oil is a lot of pills. It, it is. It's only 2 tablespoons. The next question was clotting time. We know that fish oil can act as sort of like an anticoagulant. If people are on prescription medications for that, absolutely. We obviously are concerned about that. Make sure we don't give too much to the wrong person. We give them little strategies for applying it, and the truth is, I don't need them to take 20 minutes on day 1. If they normally take 3 minutes and they stretch it out to 6, something will change. They'll get better. Uh, There was another hand. Yeah, go ahead. Fired. They're fired. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I asked them to do a habit, slow down their eating, take 20 minutes to eat a meal. Then what do I ask them? How confident are you that you can actually do this? Remember, I'm not just saying do these habits. The next thing is how confident are you that you... This is a mantra. Our clients get very annoyed with this. My friends' family get very annoyed with this too, okay? Because it's a great strategy. I, I use it with my wife. Um, <laughs> nowadays, I don't even have to ask. I'll be like, hey, do you think we can work on this next week? And she'll be like, eight. <laughs> you get where I'm going with this? So we'll just make it simpler for them. Slow down your eating. Can you take six minutes instead of five? Can we shift your meal to a different time of the day where it might not be so hectic? Can we book 20 minutes out of your schedule if you meet with clients or whatever? You time. You have an appointment with you at this time. So there's all kinds of different little tricks to do that. But ultimately, whatever trick you employ, you need to make sure they're confident they can do it. Because if they're not, then don't give it to them. If they're like, zero, 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 cancel it. I've never met a client who's gotten to that, where they're like, absolutely cannot do this. I can't even take one extra minute. That's, no, no. I've I've never met a client like that. If you have clients like that, I feel sad for you. (laughs) The next one is stop eating at 80% full. Once we've taught them to slow down their meal, now they can start to listen to hunger cues and signals. They're going to identify with these things. Now they can actually think, oh, what's 100% full? What's 80% full? And we have little strategies for that as well. And so then that's the next habit. And already you can see we're like six weeks into this thing and they haven't learned about protein or carbs or anything. Are we following the paleo diet or what? (laughs) I don't get it. You haven't even told me what to eat yet. And we get these complaints all the time. I don't get it. Like you haven't told me what to eat yet. That's right. Well, why not? Because it doesn't matter yet. And it doesn't. We start off by fixing deficiencies and giving them a habit they can build up positive momentum with, and then we control their calories and get them in touch with what it feels like to be full and hungry and stuff like that. This is what works. and I know for the longest time we love physiology and we love nutrient biochemistry and stuff like that, but folks, this is what works. There was a hand in the back? Yeah, shoot. Two weeks for each, yeah, generally. I mean, we may have to keep someone on one for longer until they get it a string of success. Then we'll go with veggies. And it says five servings. What we teach people a serving is about the size of a fist. So it's a lot easier. Because what's a serving? I don't know. Some people don't know. Some people don't even know what a veggie is. But it's, a, it's another point. We go for a fist. Okay, five servings. Lean protein with each meal. Eat fewer carbohydrates. And we have ways to quantify that. Again, this is just kind of short, but then we have lessons that go along with that. We're upping veg, upping protein, lowering carbs a bit. Then we go with meal frequency, so we're like, hey, I want you to eat around four times today. Then here we do a little bit of a calorie awareness task, so for two weeks we have them record what they ate. They don't have to keep doing that, though, after the two weeks. Then we go to sleep at least seven hours, two liters of water, recovery drink, mostly whole foods. The program's a year, so there's more habits than this, but that's generally progression. You guys get a little bit of the trending anyway? Yeah. Yeah. I think the question was if you're using a totally different system that isn't working so well and adapt to this without quite frankly looking like you were, you were an idiot, like doing stuff wrong all the way, and it's a regression for them because you're giving them a meal plan maybe right now and then you'd say, hey, you know what, we're going to take away the meal plan and we're going to start with eating slowly. And they're like, well, wait a second. This feels like a humongous step backward. I'm kind of, I call it outcome-based decision-making. This is how we run our entire company and our entire business. It's, we're going to do something, and we're going to look at the outcome. If the outcome isn't good, we're going to change it. I don't care how invested we are, or you are, or whatever. It's very liberating, really. I did a talk last week where a good percentage of the community in the talk we're very interested in whether I follow the paleo diet or the zone or I'm high carb or I'm low carb. You guys don't even know any of this right now yet. You're like, I just sat in on an hour and a half nutrition talk, and I don't know if this guy likes high carb or low carb. Or what do you think some nutrient timing? That's exactly right. You don't know any of that because it doesn't freaking matter. It really doesn't. So anyway, it's an outcome-based thing. So you just sit down with the client and you say, hey, what we're doing right now isn't working so well. It's totally cool. We're going to try a different system. We're going to start with this, and I'm going to let you know where we're going. So what you're going to do is you're going to tell the rider, the rational part of their brain, what direction you're headed. You're going to help the elephant simply by doing this, and then you can look at the path stuff as well. Full honesty and disclosure with clients and in general in life is way better than being effusive and and mirrors, right? It's just, hey, this isn't working so well. I want to try a different approach I think it could be very useful they say well this feels like it's too easy well the thing that we're doing now simply isn't working so do you think scale 0 to 10 that we can at least give it a shot? (laughs) (laughs) Great questions though you guys are really involved in in dynamic group I'm not bored at all. (laughs) This is the synopsis of lesson number two right so give clients only one new habit at a time Lots of good questions on that. You can see there's like some layers of subtlety to it. But really, it's one new habit. It's really simple. It's something they feel confident they can do. And you got some examples of the habits that we recommend. Okay, lesson number three. I hinted at this earlier. Speak to clients in a way that makes them more likely to change rather than less likely to change. These books here are awesome for that. Motivational interviewing, Crucial Conversations is really a top one here. And Influence is a great book on this, too. This one's called Tools for Talking When Stakes Are High. When we ask people to change something, stakes are high. So these are some good talking strategies for that. And I already hinted at this, right? How do you like being told what to do? Generally, you got to think about that. If you don't love being told what to do by people, then your clients won't love it either. Instead of telling them, maybe the first step in the right direction is an asking process. We start asking them if they can do certain things, or if they want to do certain things, and we talked about the wrongness factor. The minute you start telling clients that they're wrong is the minute they start trying to convince you why they're not wrong, and then they will never change. Number three, we gotta make them more likely rather than less likely to change. I'm gonna rip through these a little more quickly because I'm extending my time. This was another humongous insight for me, which I think maybe some of you already have come to the conclusion, but maybe not. Take 100% responsibility for client results and Compliance. I think generally we take responsibility for results. So we say, okay, cool, I want you to do this program and I promise if you do this program, you will get results. But if you don't do it, then that's on you. You see what I'm saying here? It's your responsibility to do what I tell you and I'm going to make sure what I tell you is good. I think that it is our responsibility to do both. I think our programming and our advice has to be good. Absolutely, that's the program IQ and that's making the right decisions as a fitness professional. But I think we also have to take 100% responsibility for compliance. We have to say, if this person isn't complying, that's my fault, not theirs. If you start to think this way, and it's hard to think this way, because you're gonna see a whole new host of problems you have to solve but when you start to think this way it becomes a lot more fun to do your job I promise you at first it's gonna be harder but later it's gonna be a lot more fun because you're gonna see every situation as an awesome challenge and you're gonna see every client as someone who can succeed not just this binary thing where there's the people who are willing to do the work and the people who aren't every client has the potential to succeed here either you have to really dig in and address their physiology But most cases, it's psychology, it's behavior stuff. And if you know that you have strategies to help them with that, you can help a lot more people. You guys get it? This part isn't a tactic, it's a choice. It's a choice that you can make right now. You can walk away saying, you know what, I've been looking at this all wrong. If a client isn't doing what I ask, it's my fault, and I have to figure out a way to change that. I'm going to do this shameless self-promotion thing now. We have a nutrition certification program where we go through what the strategies are for taking responsibility and compliance and all that. So a lot of the stuff we cover today, we go in way more depth. The certification manual is like 600 pages. So we go into all of this. The first half is all the stuff you'd expect from a nutrition cert. So it's the nutritional biochemistry and digestion, absorption, metabolism. The second half is all practice. How do you talk to clients? What happens when they come with objections? What are the habit layouts? What should they be? How do we make it simple? How do we talk to the elephant? Stuff like that. I think there's a false assumption about change, and it's that change is really hard and miserable for everyone but the most hardcore. I think it's totally wrong. For me, I just switched all my stuff to Mac from PC. Whether you like that or not is irrelevant. The thing is, shouldn't that be really hard to do? I mean, like, really, I mean, It's a totally different operating system. I have to buy all new equipment. I should be terrified by this, but for some reason, I love it. It excites me to think of the prospect, and I get all the new equipment, and I'm into it. I'm spending time on it. Why? Shouldn't change be hard? There's all kinds of aspects of our lives where we go wholeheartedly into change. Anyone ever get married or have any kids? (laughs) I mean, this was a pretty big change for me. This is my little girl, and she's very into fitness already. Um, I should have been terrified by the prospect. Change should have been difficult. It should have been miserable. But for some reason, I kind of like it, and I decided to do it. There's all kinds of aspects of our life. Do you ever buy a new phone? You're like, yeah, I can't wait to get the new iPhone. Shouldn't that be miserable? You're about to change something, but you're like lining up around the block and paying like 500 bucks for the thing. So change isn't always miserable. Change is only possible, though, and it's easy when you address all three parts. The elephant, so the emotional brain, the rider, which is the rational reason side, and the path, you make the path easy. My suggestions are you have to start to think about speaking to the right and the left brain, introducing one habit at a time, speak to clients appropriately so they're more likely rather than less likely to change, and taking 100% responsibility in your practice for results and for compliance that's where I'm going to wrap it up okay everyone that's it for this week's edition of precision nutrition's the complete fitness professional podcast for more information about how to become the complete fitness professional yourself and for some awesome free nutrition and coaching resources come visit us on the web at www.precisionnutrition.com you could also visit us on facebook or on Twitter at InsidePN. Talk to you next time.